blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Your hosts, Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no holds bar trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, Adam Spees. I'm your co host, John Spees. And today we are continuing the round of 16 in our 2022 patron tournament. It has been a fun ride, and I'm excited for this match. John, have you heard the word? It's absurd. He's here while drunk and slurred and flipping me the bird because he's the host of the podcast called Nerd Off. It's Drew Boxbaum. Hey, Drew, say hi and tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Wow, it's it's really hard just to do anything with the last name Boxbaum, so you got to come up with a whole freaking production. <laughs> I do. Um, hey, yeah, like Adam said, I relaunched my Nerd Off pod- podcast. Um, as to the quality of the show, I really can't comment because these gentlemen have been on it before, so... I mean, I guess if you're listening to this, you're the type of degenerate that would like my kind of trivia. Yes. Um, no, I like to I like to say that Adam and I have a, a very similar taste in a lot of things. Uh, so, if, you know, if you if you like content he puts out, you'll at least tolerate what I put out. It's a, um, it's a fun yeah. podcast. I listen to all the episodes. It's good trivia. Uh, it's a mediocre host. But besides that, it's pretty solid. I would agree with all of the above. <laughs> All right. Well, Mr. Bucksbaum, your opponent today will charm you with her insane trivia knowledge. She's going to kick your butt out of town like the rat you are. It's Anna the Pied Piper. Anna, please say hi and tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello, everyone. I'm Anna. I live in very hot North Carolina. Yeah, <laughs> awful. I'm in Georgia, and it, this, this last like week and next week are going to be terrible. Well, we were just in the mountains for our anniversary, and it was so nice there. And then we came back here. Nice. <laughs> my my daughter works outside, and the, it's a little warm today. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I've been a military wife for twenty. Well, I've been a military wife for twenty five four years, but we just had our twenty sixth anniversary. Nice. So mm, we move a lot, a lot, <laughs> but we're we're nearing the end here. We have uh, about a year and a half left. Wow. Till retirement. Awesome. Very so they cool. should probably only move you about six, seven more times yeah. in that year and a half. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody out there, let's learn some of our rules. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. All right, now that you know the rules to our little show, I want to get to know Anna and Drew a little bit better. Um, And yeah, 
I, I'm a comics guy, I'm not going to lie. And one of my favorite singular characters, um, actually, uh, the day we're talking about this, one of my favorite Batman artists, Tim Sale, passed away yesterday from this recording. I love Tim Sale. I love Batman. I want you to know, or I want you to tell me, who is your favorite part, or who's your favorite character from Batman's rogues gallery? So the, any Batman villain. Who's your favorite? <clears throat> not all at once. Is, not all is, at once, everybody. <laughs> no, this is, see, this is fun, because you've, you've got my wheelhouse here, so I could literally sit here for an hour and a half on this. Okay, well, I think I know the names of two Batman villains. <laughs> So I'll let you go first so that I don't, you know, steal one of the two you know. Let me say the Joker. All right. Classic. Awesome villain. Classic. Yep. Um, I'm actually going to go a different route because one of my favorite episodes of um, the Batman, the animated series uh, was uh, was Heart of Ice. And I'm going to go with Mr. Freeze on this one. Yeah. Um, Gotcha. You know, just because such a brilliantly done character and his his motivation isn't just, you know, greed and, you know, financial gain. There, there's a great backstory there and a great character development. So I'm going to go Mr. Freeze. Well, what's interesting about that, like there wasn't much to Mr. Freeze until that Heart of Ice episode. Yeah. That created yeah. all the depth to Mr. Freeze. There was a correct answer. And the answer is Condiment King. He's got a ketchup and mustard squirt gun. It's so cool. <laughs> it's ridiculous. You mean it's not King Tut? No, not King Tut. All right. So if I had to pick between the two of them, I'm going to go Joker because it's the Joker. You yeah, guys, if you would have gone yeah. Condiment King or gotten something a little bit more interesting, you know, trying to make me laugh, I would have given it to you. But Mr. Freeze, he's cool. But the Joker's just, you know, between the two of them, I'll pick Joker. Yeah. I had a feeling you were going to go some bogus answer like I, Condiment I'm King. Say, if you would have picked Condiment King, you would have had it, man. And the second you said... I just have too much self-respect to say Condiment <laughs> King. All right. All right. Well, uh, Anna, that means you get to pick first. What category would you like to start us off in? TV. TV. And we are starting off in the 70s. And we've got a question from Chris Hasse. Thank you very much, Chris. On Three's Company which ran from 1977 to 1984. Suzanne Somers played the ditzy Chrissy Snow. John Ritter played the clumsy Jack Tripper. And what actress played the level-headed Janet Wood? Joyce DeWitt. Joyce DeWitt is correct. Really glad she got that so I didn't look stupid. I, I wouldn't have gotten it either. <laughs> so. <laughs> Thanks for watching that in the weekend. Yep. Uh, Drew, what category would you like? I'll take news and politics. Okay. And your decade is the 90s. All right. Well, it's not current, so you can't use your uh, Jeffrey Seguritan uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Patreon that you talk about every episode. In 1995, a broken laser pointer was the first item sold on what website? It sold for $14.83. That would be eBay. That is eBay. I think we probably had that question on before, but it's all right. Uh, and... Good knowledge to have. Okay, uh, back to the Pied Piper. Which uh, category would you like? How about toys and games? Okay. <laughs> and she gets the 70s again. 70s again. What tabletop war-style board game came out in 1975? 
the game gets its name and is meant to simulate the final conflict in J.R.R. Tolkien's The Hobbit. Oh, God. I have no idea. I was going to say risk until you finished that question. So I'm just going to say risk and be wrong. You are going to say risk and you are going to be wrong. Uh, Drew, can you steal? Can you just read that for me one more time? I can. What tabletop war-style board game came out in 1975? The game gets its name and is meant to simulate the final conflict in J.R.R. Tolkien's The Hobbit. I believe the battle in The Hobbit was the the Battle of the Five Armies, so that's what I'm going to say, even though I've never heard of that game. The Battle of the Five Armies is correct. Good job. Yep. Thank you, thank you. As much of a literature question as it is a board game. Yeah, they actually, they had a board game out there, so... Never played it, didn't know about it, until I started researching for trivia. All right, getting the steal, and uh, which category would you like, Drew? Um, Let me take, I'll take sports. Okay. <laughs> and you get the 90s. Wow, 70s, 90s, 70s, 90s. <laughs> In 1995, this person was enshrined in the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. 17 years later, her brother, a lifelong pacer, would also join the Hall of Fame, making them the only brother and sister in the same Hall of Fame for their sport. One more time for me, sorry. In 1995, this person was enshrined in the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. 17 years later, her brother, a lifelong pacer, would also join the Hall of Fame, making them the only brother and sister in the same Hall of Fame for their sport. Yo, Miller. Miller is correct. I was talking Reggie Miller, and this is Cheryl Miller, his uh, older sister, who is also phenomenal. I forgot her first name, but I love trivia. (laughs) There was that. I tried to give the yin with the Reggie, so there you go. Yep. All right. Anna, we're back to you. How about fashion? How about it? You're not going to believe this. It's the 70s. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. The sunglasses retailer first location opened in 1971 when optometrist Sanford L. Ziff set up in a freestanding kiosk kiosk in Miami's Dadeland Mall. Currently, they have 2,000 retail outlets in 20 countries. As of 2015, it is the most common store in American shopping malls. I'm going to say Sunglass Hut, but I don't think that's the answer. Sunglass Hut is correct. Oh, wow. That is the right answer. All right. Moving along. Drew, we're back at you. Uh, I'll take movies. Okay. (laughs) Finally. It's the 50s. (laughs) Ah, crud. All right. What 1952 musical tells the story of a famous pair of silent movie stars in their first talkie when it is discovered that the female has a terrible voice? A young actress is brought in to dub her without the star's knowledge. Your face is not telling me you know the answer. Oh, yeah, he's flipping me the bird. I said that's what he was going to do. I was going to say, is my finger telling you the answer? (laughs) I I have no idea. I'm not going to waste anyone's time on this one. Uh, 50s movies, horrible weak spot of mine. (laughs) And I have fun with it. All right, moving over to Anna. 
one of names of fifties movies. Let's say the pajama game. The pajama game is incorrect. Now this is the classic singing in the rain, oh, singing shoot. in the rain. Oh my that God. That is what that movie is about. That, that would have been my wild guess yeah. if it was my question to steal, yeah. but not wanting to put anything <laughs> out into the world. I mean, name All a right. 50s musical. There's not, yeah, I don't know too many, but that's it. Okay. All uh, right. Uh, Anna, we're back at you. Food. Food. And we're staying in the 50s. Okay. We've got a question from Ian Schultz. Thank you, Ian. In the 1950s, the Emerson Drug Company used their knowledge of antacids to develop a new drink tablet. Just plop these tablets into a glass of tap water, then watch them dissolve and create an effervescent soft drink with flavors including grape, orange, cherry, lemon, lime, strawberry, root beer, and cola. What is the name for these tablets? Alka-Seltzer. Alka-Seltzer is incorrect. Oh, no. Drew, can you steal? Really? (laughs) I was about to sing the jingle, even. (laughs) Me too. Um, well, I'm going to need another read-through now that it's not Alka-Seltzer. In the 1950s, the Emerson Drug Company used their knowledge of antacids to develop a new drink tablet. Just plop these tablets into a glass of tap water, then watch them dissolve and create an effervescent soft drink with flavors including grape, orange, cherry, lemon, lime, strawberry, root beer, and cola. What is the name for these tablets? Uh, Fizzy Pop. Fizzy Pop <laughs> is so insanely close. I wish you oh, would have just shut up a little bit earlier. They're called Fizzies. <laughs> That's oh what they God. were called. Man, close one. All right, Drew, we're back at you. And left we have music, slang, and literature. Literature, I'm sorry. I got to say it right. I'll take slang. Okay. Your decade is the 90s. Okay. Though used since the 70s, in the late 90s, professional wrestler Stone Cold Steve Austin popularized opening up a can of what on his opponents? That'd be a can of whoop-ass. It is a can of whoop-ass. <laughs> All, right. All right, Anna, we are back at you. Do music. Okay. We're staying in the 90s. Wow. Okay. And we have a question from Vernon Heggie. Thank you very much, Vernon. What group released the album The Spaghetti Incident in in 1993? It included a hidden track, a cover of Look at Your Game Girl, originally written by cult leader Charles Manson. Honestly, I don't. I've heard. I vaguely recall knowing this, but I don't know it now, so... I have no clue. No clue. Any guesses? Uh, TLC. TLC is incorrect. Drew, can you steal? What was the year again? I don't need the whole question. 1993. 93. I don't got it. Everything about it is just sounding so vaguely familiar, but I'm not connecting a single part of it. So uh, just for... uh, just for throwing out some 90s out there, let's just say uh, Jane's Addiction. Jane's Addiction is incorrect. The correct answer, Guns and Roses, 
put out Spaghetti Incident and had a Charles Manson song <laughs> that they did for their hidden track. All right. All right, Drew, we are back to you, and you get literature. That's it. And you get the 80s. All right. In 1987, Donald Trump, aided by ghostwriter Tony Schwartz, released what book that stayed on the bestseller list for 48 weeks? It's part memoir and part business advice book. It was the first book credited to Trump and helped make him a household name. I'm, I'm protesting having to give this answer, but it's the art of the deal. It is the art of the deal. <laughs> All right. That is the end of round one. John, could you please give us our score updates? All right. Well, Drew has a little bit of a lead, but anything could happen in round two. Drew has 50 and Anna has 20. Absolutely. We have seen uh, flip-flops bigger than this for sure. All right. Uh, because... Anna went, got to go first in round one. That means, Drew, you're picking for Anna to go first in round two. I think she knows what category is coming. It's yeah, going to be I movies. Uh-huh. <laughs> and your decade is the 2000s. All right. And I've got a new question style that I'm going to uh, drop on you, Anna. And hey, my favorite category. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And we're calling this Explain a Film Plot Badly. So there is a, a Twitter hashtag that has gone around uh, called hashtag Explain a Film Plot Badly. I will give you a year and a bad description to a movie. You need to name that movie. It's 2003. Depressed widowed father teams up with a mentally challenged female to find his disabled son. Is it 2003? 2003. I have, I have no idea. I, <laughs> Sleepless in Seattle, which isn't even from the same decade. but <laughs> That is not a 2000s movie, and that yeah. is incorrect. <laughs> Drew, can you steal? It's Finding Nemo. <laughs> it oh, is God. I've even seen that movie. Depressed widowed father teams up with a mentally challenged female to find his disabled <laughs> son. That is correct. It is Finding Nemo. That's great. That was funny. All right, Anna, you get to pick the category for Drew. Sports. And we have our first 60s question. Oh, boy. What Australian tennis player is the only person, male or female, to win the Grand Slam, winning all four majors in the same calendar year, twice in singles, doing so in 1962 in 1969. Margaret Court. Margaret Court is incorrect. Anna, can you steal? This the 60s, did you say? 60s, uh, yes. I don't know. Arthur Ashe. Arthur Ashe is not Australian. Yeah. I, He's a very, he was a very good tennis player, but that is He at least plays tennis. At least I he does play a tennis player. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, we're, he is we're, a tennis player. Good. He was a tennis player. No, I am looking for Rod Laver. Rod Laver. Mm. That's a. All-time great. All right. Uh, Drew, which category would you like to give to Anna? Oh, boy. Um, music. Okay. And your decade is the 70s. Which song, previously a hit for Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell, gave Diana Ross her first solo number one on the Billboard Hot 100 after leaving the Supremes in 1970? brain has left my head 
You said a Marvin Gaye song it was first? It was uh, previously a hit for Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. I honestly, I've, I have no idea. No guesses? No, because all I can think of is I heard it through the grapevine, and I'm quite certain that is not the answer to this question. <laughs> Nor is that a Marvin Gaye song. But that's what's stuck in my head. All right. So you're passing or are you? Yes. No, that that's. Yeah. I heard it through the grapevine, which I, I'm positive is not the answer. I heard it through the grapevine is incorrect. Drew, can you steal? Shocking. No, I cannot. I cannot. Um, I got nothing. Um, I'm going to check with John. John, can you uh, reach the summit of this question? Oh, my God. Oh, ain't no mountain high enough. Ain't yeah. no mountain high enough high is enough. correct. There you go. All right. You know what? I should have said peaked. That would have been a good hint in there. I didn't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> it peaked at number one. I should. Dang. Dang it. When you when you realize to how to be a better trivia writer while you're writing trivia. Okay. Hindsight that is might have uh, that might have helped because as soon as you said <laughs> summit, I was like, oh, yeah. man, I wish yes. I could have stole that. That's it. All right. Uh, Anna, you are picking for Drew. Uh, literature. Okay. And your decade is the 60s. What 1961 children's fantasy novel by Roald Dahl centers around a young orphan boy who enters an overgrown magical fruit and has a wild adventure with seven magically altered garden bugs he meets? That'd be James and the Giant Peach. It is James and the Giant Peach. All right, we are moving along. Andrew, for Anna, you can give her food, toys and games, slang, fashion, news and politics, or TV. We'll go ahead and give her TV. Oh, her strongest one. And your decade is the 80s. And we've got a question from Jackie LaFave. Thank you, Jackie. When this person hosted SNL, there were protests, including two people boycotting and hecklers that had to be removed from the audience. Also, he was banned for life from MTV after doing a three-minute set with his trademark misogynist nursery rhymes before introducing Cher. Name this controversial comedian. Andrew Dice Clay. Andrew Dice Clay is correct. All right. What do you want to give to Drew? Um, how about fashion? All right. I think that's his favorite category. Yeah, no, I forgot that that was still left. I didn't see it sitting on my notes, and that's what I would have given her. Mm-hmm. Well, your decade <laughs> is the 80s. Okay. Okay. Shoulder pads were popular from the mid-80s to the early 90s, and much of their popularity was actually due to Joan Collins and Linda Evans, who wore them often in what primetime soap opera that ran from 81 to 89? I don't know. It sounds like a TV question, <laughs> which I was trying to avoid. <laughs> um, designing women. Designing women. Mmm. Delta Burke uh, is incorrect. Sorry, that's a little ladies' man. <laughs> uh, Anna, I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure they also wore shoulder pads. I'm pretty sure it's Dynasty. Dynasty is correct. Uh, all right, getting the steal. And Drew, you get to give Anna either news and politics, slang, toys and games, or food. Uh, let's go s- slang. Okay. And your decade is the 70s. Okay. 
best known as a noun, the Oxford Dictionary added what as a verb in 1975. It means to shoot someone in the patella or leg as a form of punishment and came about from common use by the IRA in Northern Ireland. Can you repeat that, please? Though best known as a noun, the Oxford English Dictionary added what as a verb in 1975. It means to shoot someone in the patella or leg as a form of punishment, and it came about from common use by the IRA in Northern Ireland. Huh. That's a good question. Uh, Conquer. To conquer is yeah, incorrect. Drew, can you steal? I think so. I mean, the patel is the kneecap, and to kneecap oh. someone is to take him out by the knee. So I'm going to say kneecap. Yes, to kneecap someone is to uh, take him out at the knees. And uh, that's when it got started in our common uh, vernacular. So there you go, Drew. All right, Anna, which category would you like to give back to Drew? How about food? Okay. Ooh, the dice are loving the 70s today. We have a question from Jackie LaFave, and for my money, the hardest question on the board. Uh, all right, but that's also because I live in the American South. What Canadian bakery chain is most well-known for its fresh and unusually large bakery items that came out in 100 varieties? It began in Toronto in 1979, and its height had one, at its height had 130 locations, mainly in high-transit areas and malls across Canada. Now there's only one left in Quebec. You seriously asking me about Canadian bakeries of which there's only one left? I am. And honestly, I think that's awesome. Thank you, Jackie, for sending this because I don't know enough. I mean, there's obviously not just American trivia. Okay, Drew, we have an entire world out there where there's wonderful trivia to be had. And so I love to be international. Oh, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um well, judging from the fact that there's only one left, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it's not Tim Hortons. Um, let's see, uh, Jim Nortons. <laughs> Jim Nortons, who's a comedian, uh, best known for his bakery. It, no, it is not Jim Nortons. <laughs> Anna, can you steal? Um, a uh, hundred pastries. A <laughs> hundred pastries is incorrect. Yeah, this is tough for probably anyone not uh, in the Canada area, but it is called Marvelous Muffins. Marvelous Muffins. Okay. It's probably pretty tough for a lot of Canadians, too, since there's only one left. But, I mean, maybe, I mean, 130 and big in the malls, I don't know, could have been like, uh, you know, Orange Julius or something for them. <laughs> yeah, so, fair. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's only there was only one Blockbuster for a long time, and now that even that's gone, I think. So, Or is that is that still around? It is still there in Bend, Oregon, and now they're doing things where you can, like, Airbnb there for the night. Oh, that's, that's how they're staying alive. That's smart, honestly. <laughs> yeah. That's very yeah. smart. Okay. All right, Drew, you are picking for Anna. And toys and games or news and politics, and I think I know what you're going to do. I'm going to give her news and politics. Oh, you are not. What, what Didn't do what I thought you would. And your decade is the 2000s. Okay. On June 1st, 2009, what automobile company filed for bankruptcy with $82 billion in assets and $173 billion in liabilities? It was the largest industrial bankruptcy in history. 
2009, you said? 2009. Uh, General Motors? General Motors is correct. Oh, jeez. Well done. Surprised myself. All right, Andrew, left for you is Toys and Games. Yes, sir. Oh, hey, that's me. (laughs) And his decade is the 50s. What King of the Cowboys had his own figurine toy line in the 50s, including sets such, such as Mineral City and his lifelike rodeo? Uh, King of the Cowboys. King of the Cowboys. There's only one King of the Cowboys to me, sir, and that's John Wayne, okay? <laughs> John Wayne is incorrect. Yeah, I Anna figured can, as much. Anna, can you steal? No, I'm going to say Dirty Harry. Dirty Harry was a detective, <laughs> not even a cowboy. Well, you know. That's okay. That's all right. You said you're not a fan of movies, so <laughs> you wouldn't know. No, this is Roy Rogers. Oh, crap. Roy me. Rogers. All right. All right. That is the end of round two. John, could you please give us our score updates? All right. Well, going into the final round, Andrew has 80 and Anna has 50. All right. Some exciting stuff to come, but we need to know. What two categories and what questions and decades will be going into our final round? Drew, as you are in the lead, which category do you want in the final round? Oh, there's some strategy to be had here. Do I want do I want one of my stronger categories or do I want one of my middle of the road categories that I know she's not as strong in? Oh, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go movies. This is the I... first time I've gone anything other than food in your final. Mm-hmm. And the decade will be the 80s. Okay. And Anna, what category would you like to join in to that one? I'm going to go with what I usually do and pick news and politics. Okay. And that decade will be the 50s. All right. So I need the two of you to put in your wager based on 50s news and politics and 80s movies. All right. I'm good. All right. We will start off in our 50s news and politics question. Don't carry me too far away from what vehicle that entered service in the early 50s, starting with the British De Havilland DH-106 Comet. And your 80s movies question is another explain a film plot badly. I will give you a year and a bad description of a movie. I need you to name that movie. The year is 1980. A talking frog thing, a son to kill his dad convinces. All right, while our two contestants are thinking about their answers, I want everyone out there to check out the beefupnetwork.com. We've had a couple new shows jump on between Return, Revenge, Resurrection and Comics Underground. We've got all your needs in nostalgic podcasts. You guys can find some awesome stuff on bfopnetwork.com. All right, Anna or Drew, do either of you need a question reiterated? 
Do you read the yeah. news and politics question again? Yeah, yes, I can. that's 100% my question. Yes, I can. Don't carry me too far away from what vehicle that entered service in the early 50s, starting with the British de Havilland DH-106 Comet. All right. All right. Well, I got the best answers I'm getting, so. Same. All right. We both have our answers. Anna, as you are behind, can you give us your answers for the 50s news and politics and your 80s movies? Well, I can, but I'm sure they're not correct. I just wrote a Cadillac for the car and the Empire Strikes Back for the movie. And Drew, what were your answers? I mean, since it was... British, I went Aston Martin, but I don't think that's right. And I went The Empire Strikes Back. All right. In 1980, what talking frog thing a son to kill his dad convinces is The Empire Strikes Back. And the British de Havilland DH-106 Comet is a big old jet airliner. Don't carry me too far away. Steve Miller, Brian, don't carry me too far away. Big old jet jetliner. Jetliner is the answer. It was the first commercial jet airliner. Okay. Thank you. Oh, my God. (laughs) My husband's going to shoot me. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I'm like, I know I've heard this word before. Yeah. Because I'm Well, you know, (laughs) John, Adam, if you branch out into true crime podcast, you got your first episode if he shoots her for this. Oh, my God. (laughs) I was kidding. (laughs) Not going to happen. That's not going to happen. No. 26 (laughs) years of marriage, Drew. One trivia question. I I listen to true crime podcast. Podcast. He's always he's already afraid I'm a murder him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You you know how to get away with it by now. All right. Neither contestant getting both correct. Uh, Anna, what did you wager? Forty five. Okay. And Drew, what did you wager? Twenty one. All right, John. Math us up and let us know who won this episode with a final score of fifty nine to five. Drew is the winner. Woo! Congratulations. Bucks bomb. Yeah, you are continuing. You have made it into uh, our quato. Is it the quato finals? Yeah. Yeah, the quato finals that I'm calling it. Yes. Well (laughs) done. So um, you will be taking on the giant slayer, Frankie Mitchell, who took down number one seed, Scott Barber, last episode. We are excited for this. I think it's going to be a really fun episode. So, so Drew, you will be talking again later. That means, Anna, unfortunately, this is the end of your run on this year's tournament. Uh, you can take this time to say anything you'd like. If you have the ability to donate blood or platelets, please go do that. There's a, com- there's a big shortage. And- yes. Yes, that reminds me. I can't keep getting the text. I need to just go out and do it. It's like the Red Cross calls me every day. I'm like, yes, I'm coming. I'm coming <laughs> to yeah. donate platelets. I promise. Yeah, exactly. I need to do like the power C. I can, I can do that. So I need to make that happen. All right. Well, exciting episode uh, for John. I'm Adam. And this was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. 
If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head-to-head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. Hi, my name is Scott, and I host a nostalgia cast called People Don't Forget. Join me each episode for a deep dive into all things nostalgia. Do you remember your favorite songs from the year 2000 or the TV shows you watched in 2003? If you don't, that's okay. Listen to People Don't Forget and take a particular journey with me down memory lane.